Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Bye-bye. Tripping. I'm out of here anyway. Peace Big thanks to Stephen Bardo for being on the show and breaking down college basketball with us. College Hoops coverage on the score is presented by Samuel Adams, Wicked Hazy. Top of the hour is being brought to you by DuckDuckGo, Privacy Simplified. And this transition is being brought to you by Amy Kite of Keller Williams Realty Infinity. If you are looking to buy or sell a home, I'm telling you, Amy helped me out multiple times when I was looking to buy and sell. She's great people. Amy will sell your home.com. Parkins and Spiegel are back together. And they're here on the score. What's up, boys? What's up, Lawrence? Speaks. Happy Monday. How the hell are you guys doing? Happy Monday to you fine men. Is six of the Sweet 16 a good number for my bracket and overall well-being? How Talk many of the yourselves. final four do you have left? Um, one, two. Is no. that good? Yeah, yeah no. No, no it's yeah, not no. very good. Troubles, if you would have told me that you have all four left, sure. I would have said it's fine. Right. Now, you, this is when you follow along. This is when you, like, relearn the uh, maximum expected column or the maximum possible column in your bracket pools actually means something. Hey, look, my sister's in first place, but she can only get two more points. You know, those kinds of things. It's one of the only sporting events that gets worse as it goes along. It's a weird thing. Like, the, the teams that advance are obviously better and You've got juggernauts that that have advanced, so it should hopefully set up for some good games. But as a viewing property, it actually gets worse because if you do have a dud, you are gonna have it's most likely gonna be in a standalone window, and there's not gonna be other entertainment. And I never liked how they do it on Saturday. And Neither Sunday. do I. I was I was thinking about that really? yesterday. I thought I yesterday do not like that at all. I thought yesterday every time I checked in, it was a pretty good game, and I ended up watching a lot of basketball yesterday. And I like the stagger. You think it is it too far apart? You yes, think you should there, have multiples. There's it's, wasted airtime. It's two standalones to start the day. Yes. So if if those if the first game is is bad. Uh, or the second game is bad, you don't have another game. And they do it so that they can have, you know, maximum, you know, coverage all day long. I, I, I know why they do it. But but Thursday and Friday are, are great. Like, Thursday and Friday are perfect. And I don't think I've got another sporting event that actually gets less entertaining uh, as the stakes get bigger and as it goes along. It doesn't exist. 
Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of them, when they're, when they're big tourneys or, or big groupings like that and they winnow themselves down and you're left with one. I mean, there have been times where I've had that feeling about MLB. Where I've had that feeling about uh, about the MLB postseason, if if a particular matchup ends up being one that I'm like, I don't really, you know. So, but but no, it, it's unique in this way because volume is is certainly king. And I'll say this: I saw virtually none in real time of Arizona and TCU, which was apparently an absolute classic and a killer. Just too late after a long weekend, man. I got to admit. Yeah, you mainline basketball for three something days you you neglect the family owen maximizes some (laughs) screen some screen time like hey you want to watch basketball with data uh you want to learn about money line parlays (laughs) uh apparently like you're supposed to uh, learn about cash out options yeah exactly it's uh, it's apparently on uh, sunday night it's time for family dinner and conversation are you using air quotes because i can't see you yes, please yes, tell me yes. you were using air quotes for that you know the air quotes tone lawrence you can hear that family dinner <laughs> conversation and this is a this was a weird one for me lawrence uh compromise <laughs> it was supposed to like compromise on what goes on the main tv it was a weird it was a weird night so yeah i had to be in and out on uh on arizona and tcu as well I think that there are some really interesting matchups in the Sweet 16, like ones that I'm looking forward to. Like I'm, I am looking forward to the Arizona Houston game. I'm looking forward to to the the, the game between um, St. Peter's and Purdue. Like I I think that game could be really interesting. UCLA versus UNC. I hate Mick Cronin, but he's a damn good coach. And and that UNC team after what happened in the Baylor game, my goodness. That that was a that was a thing on Saturday. Watching how that game ebbed and flowed, and then Providence is the team that I feel has been the most disrespected in the tournament. Like they're just ignored. The disrespect is ignoring them, and them against Kansas. I think they can win the game. So I'm I'm fascinated by that matchup too. You know, yeah. We, I, go ahead, speaks. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Danny. Sorry. Well, no, I, I mean, to react to a bunch of what you just said, that the Baylor-North Carolina game, if someone somewhere wanted to write a college dissertation on college basketball in 2022, you could do it as an oral history of that game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a ton of talent, really ugly game, horrifying calls, like transfer portal, stupidity. Like like dumb, dumb coaching decisions like that. that game was they were up twenty five points with ten minutes to go. Yep. Emotional swings when when Brady Manic gets thrown out and you're like, oh my god, they're all of a sudden they're toast and they go on that crazy run to catch up from twenty five. I was talking to Bardo about this how it was really frustrating to watch the tournament because there seemed to be a lot of poorly coached teams playing in it. Oh, and you mean you don't think it was a good idea to run a pick and roll at Baylor's best defender on the final shot of the game and then pull up from 25 feet? Correct. That, that I wasn't a good idea? I don't think that that was a good idea. <laughs> I also think what you might want to do is you might want to practice, you know, going against full court presses and traps because Baylor trapped the nonsense out of North Carolina to get back into that game, and that's what a desperate team is going to do. What amazed me about it was the entry passes of North Carolina. 
they are funneling you to the corner because then they've got the baseline and the sideline to help defend against you in the backcourt. And without fail, that's where the ball would go. Leaky Black would get the ball, and he'd be trapped in a corner. And and how many times do you, as a coach, need to see that before you go, let's bring our big back to the backcourt, get the ball in his hands in the middle, and then see what happens where you actually have options of what to do with the ball instead of dribbling into two defenders or the sideline or the baseline. What was so funny about that was on uh, the Best Selection Sunday show that nobody heard, uh, hosted by me and Dan Muller. Uh, one of the coaches that he booked was his buddy Brad Frederick, who is the associate head coach of North Carolina. And Dan Muller, because he knows a lot about college basketball, he said ahead of North Carolina's matchup with Marquette when the bracket got on. He's like, Marquette presses a lot, Coach Frederick. Are you guys prepared to beat the, the press? And Coach Frederick was like, yeah, you know, honestly, like we haven't really faced a lot of press this year, so we haven't had to really <laughs> install a press break, but I'm not too worried about it because we always are going to have two, if not three, ball handlers on the floor. And against Marquette, cool. Against Baylor, maybe the most athletic team in the country, evidently they should have installed a press break. And, and this is absolutely when you when you realize, and, and you should have known, and I should really do my ballots more based on it, who are like the talent collectors and who are the actual decent coaches. Yep. Right? Like Rick Barnes oh. is, a, uh, is a talent collector and an awful, awful coach. Bruce Pearl is... His job has been talent collector as an assistant all over the place. And, 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 and snitching on other talent collectors. Correct, correct. And he remains an excellent talent collector down at Auburn, but he doesn't know what the hell he's doing once the game gets going. Meanwhile, Jim Larinaga, give that dude eight good athletes and he will make a run. I love how Miami plays. They, I mean, every one of them is a willing passer, a willing defender. They have this selflessness going and this enthusiasm going. And I, a 24-year-old point guard. Yes, they that do. Uh, yes, they do. That, that, that certainly does help. But, man. Go to Paul. It's, it's a great story. I heard, I heard David Hall put it in good perspective this morning. Um, it's Charlie Moore, right? Charlie, mm-hmm. Moore, Charlie Moore played at Morgan Park before Io DeSumo. That, that's who is the wow. point guard. That's so great. <laughs> that's a great stat. Isn't it? That That's the point guard for Miami. And, yeah, they're, they're going to take care of Iowa State, and they're going to give uh, – They'll give Kansas a run if they get there. I love the way they play. Well, well. so I don't know if you guys saw my tweet from last night or if you've looked into it your, yourself, but I'm having major salute Kansas City Big 12 tournament nostalgia because I'm going uh, Friday and Sunday at the United Center for the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight, and you say that they're going to take care of Iowa State. Okay, it's going to be a home game for Iowa State. Iowa State's fans travel. And they buy tickets. When they used to come to the Sprint Center in Kansas City for the Big 12 tournament, they would outdraw Kansas fans. And Kansas, one of the best programs in the country, 40 minutes away from downtown Kansas City in Lawrence. And both of those fan bases are going to be at the United Center with, uh-huh. obviously, Providence and, and Miami. And so each school will get their ticket allotment. But it'll be a home team. No, you're right. Last time I was there one time when Iowa State was there with Gorgie Jang, and they were very, very well represented. Their fans are incredible, and there's so many of them, and they travel. Have you seen the get-in price? 
No, to, what did, what what did, it, what did it cost to Danny Parkins to get in on the house? Well, well on the house for Danny Parkins. Um, but but if you go if you go right now to your favorite ticket resale app and you just want a seat in the top corner of the United Center, and it's a it's a great day. It's it's Friday Friday night United Center, and you get two basketball games. But it's over two hundred bucks just to get in. If you want to sit lower level on the sideline. Cheapest ticket right now is twelve hundred bucks. Well, regionals are so great with four fan bases and it's four awesome. bands, and yeah. I mean that, that vibe is really really cool. Danny, did you happen to see the the John Oliver on on tickets in secondary markets? I sure did. Really great. It's yeah complicated, but he's really good at making the complicated easy. Yes, uh, yeah, he's he's one of the best at it. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I have a buddy who's a data analyst for one of the big uh, ticket sites. I don't want to give out the company necessarily, but it was uh, fascinating and talking to him about it and how how it all works and like that uh, that person that they had on camera with like the blurred out images who like they secretly recorded. Was your that friend was, that was your buddy? No, 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 that was not my friend. But <laughs> oh, just, yeah, like, yeah. But like that that is just that's like the unspoken truth of the industry is that it's like yeah. We know that the people that are buying these tickets in bulk are ticket brokers, but they pay the preliminary fees. We get that markup, and there's not much that we can do to the, stop it. The idea of I did the part of the game that I didn't know, I didn't know that the bands were doing it. Right, the performers. Everybody were, gets to institute their own fee. The venue, the band slash promoter. And the tickets that that the bands were then buying the tickets and then putting them on the secondary market. Oh, yeah, man. and that's like yeah that that hey, use Bieber you know th- those instruments aren't gonna buy themselves, people. <laughs> and then and then you need lessons if you want to be any good. I mean, how do you think Rick Camp got so good at the euphonium? You know what I mean? Like sure, a couple NIU tickets here or there. I don't know. Can't be responsible for that. Uh huh. <laughs> so now so now we know now yeah. we know how matt spiegel has been getting down for <laughs> decades out there taking the brother brother tickets and putting them on oh, the God. secondary market dude I, I, there was a while there where i was john fernita the late great john fernita the music director at xrt i was his assistant for a while and all the tickets went through me and i had moments where i'm like oh, what should i do with hmm i've got thoughts as to what to do to these and i'm sure that <laughs> that people in my position at other fm radio stations have gone down that path and and lived and lived like that you know but you can't danger uh-huh. yeah I see yeah it. i see what's going on yeah <laughs> no i mean like lawrence I, I i don't know if i should even say this on the air i don't know but like yeah so i i got i got the tickets uh it was very very nice but didn't know which fan bases were going to advance you know i got them before the tournament the tournament started i'm i'm bringing i'm bringing jack i'm bringing my my nephew can't wait to go he's a huge basketball fan all levels we're going to have an amazing time but when kansas and iowa state advance and i know those crazy fan bases i'm like let's just see what these tickets are going for <laughs> you know you can flip these free tickets for thousands of dollars yep it was appealing i thought about it are you thought, still thinking about it? No, because I've now set it on a 50,000 watt blowtorch. So, no, but the thought crossed my mind. It was like, maybe maybe my nephew doesn't need good seats. Like, maybe, maybe he's happy just getting in the building, uh, you know, sell for the profit and then reinvest and buy back into the building. But, uh, but yeah, man, it's, 
it's a crazy business model. Uh, you know, people, if you got face value Cubs World Series tickets and you just are like, nope, I'm selling the four pack to the three games. You paid for like college for a kid at a private school. <laughs> you know, honestly, like the, the markup on tickets, if you if you have them at face value to absolutely premium events with incredible demand is just insane. Well, what you know, would you have done if you'd been in that space, Danny? Because you're a long-time, long-suffering Cub fan until that point. Is I had them. That I, I, so I, I went. I wasn't able to go to game three uh, because my wife's best friend, the maid of honor in our wedding, uh, was getting married in Napa in California. And... We so we on a Friday, so we went to the wedding, and her dad is a Cubs fan, and I was basically not present at the wedding, watching Game Three, and then running in and giving score updates to the father of the bride, and then I took a six a.m. flight out of California and flew to Chicago and took my dad to Games Four and Five, um, and but sold my pair to to Game Three and made and made good money. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so would but you? Like, it, 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 but it, you oh, would have it, made sure that you were at least at one of those, right? Y- yes. That, the, I mean, the because yes. that's the thing. Like, y- yeah, you can make a profit, but that experience, like, you have to be at one of those games. Yeah, and and I ended up. I I decided, you know, my parents had got me into so many great games in my childhood. It was it was lovely to be able to to pay it back and and go to those games. Um but yeah, and made a pretty penny from from the game three that I wasn't able to attend. But yeah, it was a uh, it was enticing to sell them all, man. It was, it was the thought crossed my mind. I didn't have any kids at the time. I you know my my place in Kansas City was eight hundred bucks a month to rent. Like I, I didn't have any expenses, so I was like, oh, I'll just go to the game. I don't need this money. <laughs> Little did I know it could have been a down payment on a condo, uh, but yeah, man. So it's crazy when you fall, fall into those sort of things. But I, I, wow. I will remember going to that game four, especially the, just like the first one and walking in and buying the Cubs World Series hoodie and uh, taking the picture with my dad outside the marquee with the big World Series on it. Before it, I'll remember that for the rest of my life. So it's, it's the the definition of priceless. But the thought did cross my mind. The three of us uh, as a triumvirate. Sat here months ago and and put down some money on the Bulls to win the Eastern Conference. I, I don't remember that at all. I, I don't remember sure that. Sure did. We we did that as as a trio, and yeah. I thought it was a good uh, team building exercise. Quite yeah, honestly, I, I, I thought so too. And uh, let's never forget that Danny got in for double what you and I did. Last. He did. Okay, carry on. He did. On. Now the question of the three of us sitting here <laughs> months later with more data points to to make decisions on. Did you cash that out? Let's well, well no. I mean, no. We're at this point. You might as well let it ride and see what happens. My question is, what's more likely? The Bulls winning the Eastern Conference or them playing in the play-in series? Well, they're 22 to 1 right now to win the East. And it's definitely more likely that they end up in the you know, it's it would not get uh, be 22 to 1 uh for them to fall to the 7 seed given that they're only a game and a half up on Toronto who they play tonight. So it's definitely more mathematically likely that they play in the play-in series than they win the Eastern Conference. Did you guys watch Friday? I mean, look, Friday nights, like you guys both have families. I'm not expecting you to, to necessarily sit there and, and watch it. 
but it was disgusting. Like the, the way that they played against Phoenix, where where you're watching Cameron Payne like do work against the Bulls. He's been great since he's come back from from playing in China, but he has he's revamped his game and deserves a lot of credit. But still, yeah, he was just just dominating them, rolling through the lane at at leisure. You never thought that the Bulls were going to win. There was never a point where I'm watching that game going, oh yeah, they got a run in them that's going to get them back into this game. Yeah, I I did I did not watch it closely. I had it on in my office, um, and what was amazing was, like, and the you know the box score would tell the tale on some of it, but like it seemed like every shot that Phoenix got was easy. Yep, like it it's you know what I mean. It it honestly and the field goal percentages bear that out. I just pulled it up. Well, like they shoot like 56 percent from the floor, forty four percent from three. Uh. <laughs> But like when you were watching, it was just like, okay, they scored 129, but in an alternate universe where like the Bulls were hot and hitting every shot, they could have scored 160. <laughs> you know, like it, it, it really felt like they could have done anything they wanted on the offensive end, every possession. Oh, we'd like a corner three. We'd like a layup. We'd like to get fouled. We we'd like, like we like screen roll with an alley oop dunk. We yeah. can do all that stuff. Well, Whatever they wanted, any possession they were able to get. But yes, did not watch the entire thing. Well, that that is a special group, though. I, I mean, like Bulls hung with Utah for three quarters and what five minutes before the Jazz pulled away last Wednesday. Yeah, and and I know Phoenix ran and hid, but. They have nine more wins than anybody in the league in either conference. They've been like the only team at 50-plus wins. I think I saw this today for like 22 days. I know, but they're doing a big portion of this. And this is why Cam Payne gets credit. They're doing a big portion of this now without Chris Paul. And, and seeing the Bulls not have an answer for Cam Payne was frustrating as hell. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's a really big game tonight. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's a very big game. And I know Pat Williams is back and we'll talk about that plenty. But this this is the team. If if they get past you, then you are really looking at play in. And this has not been a good matchup for them this year. I know they've won uh, and they, they haven't lost them all. But boy, they have been tested and will be tested again tonight. And you, you, you got to win. And nothing feels easy at all right now for the Bulls. I just saw a tweet cross my timeline that, you know, us millennials, we sometimes just read the headlines. But if you just read the first line of this tweet, it could have been really problematic. It was from NBC Sports Chicago. White Sox releasing Tim Anderson documentary. I was going to say bobblehead. Yeah, documentary. I was I was wondering. I that's why they had the the coach available, his high school coach available for for media today. Yeah, I didn't even see that, but I'm sure it has something uh, to do with it. I I haven't even clicked on it. I just saw it, and I was like, oh man, that's gonna that's gonna ruffle some feathers on White Sox Twitter, which has been. Very sensitive of late. Man, we've we reached well. Well, yes, they've <laughs> they've got pretty good reason to, uh, oh, to be I know. sensitive. I know. I'm just saying it's a collective oh. group that is on edge. Oh, yes. <laughs> they, oh, yeah. they, oh, yes, they, they are. They are on edge right now. Even close personal friends of the front office are breaking bad, you know, because yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's a rough look when every big signing around the game leads you to the same sort of uh, conclusion. But uh, we will get there and discuss, that's for sure. Yes, we will. Uh, we are guestless today, Lawrence. We were just hanging out, uh, 
triumvirate? What's a quartet? As a as a quartet <laughs> with, with 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 the mob. I right? love barbershop triumvirates. Really cool. <laughs> yeah. I kind of <laughs> want to see all of you guys like with the classic barbershop quartet look now. Oh yeah, Shane yeah. with a hat. A straw hat going on and the striped shirts and the bow tie. And, and hey, Tandy going boom, 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 boom. Hey, hey Lawrence, do you, know, do you, know how many, you know how many testicles there are in a barbershop quartet? Wow. Um, yeah, I would guess eight. No, no, no. Sixteen. One's a tenor. Thanks, everybody. Good night. I'll see you later. Is it Friday yet, Lawrence? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yikes. Really? Oh, one the other one I heard at a kid's no. uh, birthday party Speaks, yesterday. Don't you have to stay home for the birth of your second child when we go to Vegas. <laughs> what you think? You think Bernsey's gonna have less jokes like that? He's gonna have more. Gonna have to hold him under control. Oh, that's right. Danny's not going. That's too bad. Well, at least I, I have know. a special partner. I have a special one. Yeah, you have a partner you're friends with. Uh, hey, <laughs> wait a minute. Oh, God. So, yeah, that's the show, Lawrence. Uh, Bulls, Sox, Bears, baseball, oh, my, that sort of thing. I I ejected after that joke, but I'll see you guys tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good decision. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.